0: Num SP3. We are live on bin Sports Kita YouTube channel, as well as Sports Kita Facebook for another edition of Smack Talk, reviewing WWE Smackdown, talking about the world of wrestling. I am with the legendary manager, wrestler extraordinaire, the greatest mustache in the professional wrestling oh, business, and on YouTube, Dutch Mantel.
1: Yeah, how's that mustache tonight? It's kicking the nut that's a little bit but
0: always immaculate Dutch always immaculate yep.
1: so you're ready to talk some riceland
0: Ready to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk about WWE Smackdown from tonight. I'll give you the spark notes of what happened on AEW Rampage earlier tonight that came on at 6.30 p.m. due to the NBA playoffs. So I'll give you the spark uh, spark notes for that. But we're going to be talking about the big news of the week from AEW with AEW Collision being announced, more drama with CM Punk and AEW. So of course, it. sound, sound off in the live chat. Yeah, it makes our job easier. So we oh, yeah. appreciate CM Punk for I mean, always causing work. drama.
1: They do the work for you. You know, like sports writers, you know, and they're reporting on college football and, but they don't really have angles. Who you know who their bookers are, right? Are who the sports are the sports writers. The sports writers, they set the angles they set the, the rivalries they do all that and all the football teams got to go out there and win or lose but the sports writers in any sport e- even pro football pro basketball you know all oh, these two guys don't like each other and and if you say it enough and you get enough interest in it now the crowd when they see it they've been hearing about it they're ready for it so that's what i like about Pro football and pro baseball and basketball because the sports writers, they kind of they they kind of work their angles themselves and the players. All they got to do is look at each other. <clears throat> oh, that's great. I love that.
0: <laughs> they make the booking easier for us Uh being told in the live chat that they can they can barely barely hear you, Dutch.
1: Well, I don't know why. Hello. Hello. He's not, he's... Can you hear me now?
0: There you go. They want you to speak into the mic. Maybe you're too well, far from the mic. I don't know. Maybe that's I don't here. know what's going on.
1: <laughs> I got it right here. I got it right here.
0: <clears throat> See, I I, I got to step up. I got a new mic for my birthday, Dutch. You didn't wish yeah. me happy birthday, Dutch. I'm holding that against you. I didn't know it was your birthday. Yeah, really. You um, you yesterday, 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 yesterday was my birthday. I, I'm not supposed to tell you. How? How would I? How would I? I I'm gonna know when it's your birthday. You know why? Because I look at my Facebook notifications.
1: I don't have that.
0: Oh, I see? don't have
1: that. I don't have that newfangled stuff.
0: Unless it's you the, tell it's me, the cheat code,
1: <laughs> bro. I've been hitting the head a couple hundred thousand times. I can't remember now. Even if I get a notification, I say, "Oh, it's so and so's birthday. Oh, whatever." But I will do my I will do my duty. Happy birthday, Sid!
0: Thank you, I appreciate it, and
1: many more to come. Is that it?
0: There you go. I said it. I said it. There
1: you go. (laughs) Give me give me some scoops. And now, folks, I don't know. He's going to tell you something that I just learned. What three minutes ago?
0: Yeah, before we went. now you sound all scat- sc- uh, statically. I don't know what's going on. You, you might have touched either. the, the have, wire I now.
1: I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> you want to start over? We're no, over we're all, come back in?
0: We're off to a great I'm, start. <laughs> yeah, we are.
1: Am I, Am I? do I still sound, what would you say? Scat- Staticky.
0: <laughs> yeah, you sound so static.
1: I'll be back. Start the story. I'll be back <laughs>
0: Well, while Dutch gets his uh mic fixed and everything, uh, we should uh, tell everybody what we're going to be talking about here. And thank you, everyone, in the live chat, sending me the happy birthday wishes. You got Stephen Chambers in the chat saying happy birthday, SB3. You got Riju saying happy birthday, Sid. We got TW saying you didn't get a uh, set a cake, Dutch damn shame damn shame right there uh we got steve who says happy birthday sp3 we got uh branda who says happy birthday handsome thank you so much so much appreciate it but yes we are here to discuss what's going on in the world of aew to start the inks off before we get into smackdown so keep sounding off in the live chat of course if you're feeling generous you want to give back to what we do here at sports kita and wrestle bin sports kita youtube channel you can send a super chat donation any dollar amount we will make sure we highlight your comment on screen with us and if you have a question for dutch mantel that's best way to get it answered as dutch mantel is back with us so how do i sound now way better way all right there you go so (laughs) that's who told us in the
1: live chat that my mic sounded funny who was it
0: oh man you're you're gonna go after it was lisa lisa don't do that to Uh, lisa
1: uh, no we're gonna send her some money there you go (laughs) i'm gonna tell sports kid to send her five bucks
0: there you go. And, and then you, she could send and, it back. And,
1: and if you get it, Lisa, uh, you can just send it to me and see it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Send it send it back <laughs> to the Super this,
1: Chat. We got the scam going here. So
0: uh right, Continue. <laughs> It's a pyramid scheme. Uh, but yes, we're gonna talk <laughs> about the AEW news on Wednesday. They had the Warner Brothers Discovery upfront with the announcement that AEW Collision is coming to TNT as on Saturday nights from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. AEW will have their second two-hour show during the week. Uh, that's gonna be kind of their their new their version of SmackDown. It's a two-hour show to kind of be comp to dynamite uh all the rumors leading up to it were saying that with the with this debut of the show coming up on june 17th it would also mark the return of cm punk with plans for that june 17th debut episode of aew collision uh to be called the second coming with cm punk's return to aew but wednesday came we got the press release we got the poster and there was no cm punk there was no CM Punk on the poster, no CM Punk on the press release. Everybody was asking the questions, what's going on? What does this mean? And then the report started filing out. Uh FIFO Select put out a report stating that CM Punk had been removed from the uh, graphic due to a disagreement that he had with Tony Khan after his meeting with Chris Jericho to kind of... Uh, put everybody on the same page. Chris Jericho suggested that uh, a steal, CM Punk's best friend, his former trainer, the guy that was involved in the backstage brawl with the Elite, who threw a chair at the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson, and also bit Kenny Omega during the brawl, allegedly. Uh, He had been fired from AEW after the backstage brawl. Punk was under the understanding that he would be brought back to TV tapings uh, with him when he returned for AEW Collision, but then Tony Khan basically pulled that from the negotiations said that wasn't going to happen that a steel could work with aew but he could not be at the tv tapings then we got a report from house of wrestling nick Hausman, who reported that uh, a steel had actually been rehired by aew months Mm -hmm. ago but he had right. been working. He had been working remotely, not at the actual TV tapings, but remotely with AEW. But Punk was under the understanding that he would be brought back to the TV tapings. But apparently, AEW disagreed. And on Tuesday, the day before AEW Collision was announced, uh, AEW had Warner Brothers Discovery pull CM Punk from the graphic, pull CM Punk from the press release, and now there is basically kind of up in the air the house of wrestling said that punk and con are in communication they're on sound footing as far as their communication and tony Khan, when he made the announcement for aew collision on dynamite this week he said he would announce the debut location for the debut episode next week so they pretty much have a week to get everybody on the same page, but it's more CM Punk drama in AEW. What do you think about the AEW collision announcement and then all of this kind of back and forth with CM Punk, Dutch?
1: I I like it. One thing you can say, Tony Khan, he gets that AEW name out there. Yes. He he gets some talking. So, is Punk back or not? Do we know? We We don't know.
0: We are under the understanding that he is still with the company. We just don't know if he's coming back, where their whole communication is right now.
1: I thought he was the booker for it.
0: He was going to be the star of the show, and he wasn't even involved in the press release. The press release had (laughs) Miro, Samoa Joe thunder rosa powerhouse Hobbs, uh those guys were on the uh press release andrade uh, as well was on the press release as the stars of the show and uh you also had mjf and orange cassidy and ftr and the house of black on the graphic but no cm punk
1: wow and see this is the first time i've even heard this and i've been reading stuff all week how long has this been out
0: this, this whole thing kind of came out on Wednesday after the announcement was made. And even Warner Brothers Discovery commented on the whole CM Punk news saying that Punk wasn't affiliated with the, the, the AEW collision show. And then we got a report in Wrestling Observer Newsletter earlier today that Warner Brothers Discovery basically regretted even commenting on everything because they are I under think, the understanding that I, it will get worked did. out.
1: I bet they did when they count all those, you know, view counts. Oh, we only got like 10 million views on this. Well, we're sorry. We're sorry we reported that. But, but hey, it is what it is. So I, I don't know. But it, it does get them a lot of publicity. I'm going to say that Punk will be there. I will say that. But he is trying to, I guess, get his buddy back. And this is what I've said time and time and time again. Tony Khan needs to be a boss. He needs to say, guys, it's either this way or, 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 or take the hike. Just get on out and leave me alone. That's And unless he's willing to do that or hire somebody to do it for him, then you're going to get, it's the inmates still running the asylum. But yet they publicize this. They get public publicity and it kind of works but it kind of makes tony look like weak as a leader it really does and i don't know how much pull or sway that the bucks and omega have but apparently it's enough to get to derail punk even temporarily it's it's enough to do that which i don't i don't I, I don't know. We, we're gonna have to see. I don't know. Have enough facts about it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do like the fact that they are going live on Saturday night. But and it has its pluses, and it has its minuses. <clears throat> I mean, you got to take it when they offer it to you. But that's going into college football season, yeah. and that could kick their butt big time. Because when you're going up against the the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Bulldogs and Clemson and Texas and Ohio State and I mean those teams like that that can really cut into a into a viewing audience and if you just got one TV in the living room and a bunch of people wanting to watch college football game and one kid said, no, I want to watch wrestling. Shut the hell up. They're going to kick him out of the room, and they're going to watch a football game. But that only lasts to, to January. But, but it's going to happen at, at the front end of, of the contract. So we'll have to wait and see. Because, you know, wrestling has a, a, a storied past on Saturday afternoon. It started WTBS. Uh, channel 17 years. You remember that years and years ago at six Oh five. Yep. A lot of people don't remember that, but that started the the nationwide uh, exposure to wrestling all over the country and the same company. I remember used to going into TBS Saturday morning to do the TV taping. And we had actually two companies because it was one company and they, had a misunderstanding, so they pulled apart. So both companies, Ted gave both companies a shot at it because he loved wrestling. And he gave uh, one company they could, they could tape at three o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I think we could tape at three. And I remember sometimes they'd be going in their mornings and when they would be leaving, we'd be coming in. We'd run into their talent. And Ted was always in the, he was always in the studio. Very nice guy. We'd come in, and he'd say, hey, thanks, guys. What are you doing? Need anything? Very very friendly. And he has come out and says, and he's a huge wrestling fan. If it hadn't have been for wrestling in the early days of uh, TBS, Channel 17, he said, I don't know how we'd have paid our bills. So he owes a lot. He owes owes a lot to wrestling. And uh, I hope Tony can make this work. I, I wish them all the luck in the world, but again uh, again, we can always find all kinds of reasons why something won't work. That's what I used to tell guys i I'd, I'd I'd present an angle or something well, this and this I said I don't want to hear why it won't work. I want to hear why it will work. So get off the negative, get on the positive and let's get on that, uh, let's get on that path and that usually works.
0: And it's not just college football they got to deal with. WWE holds their shows on Saturdays, yeah, so they'll pay-per-view. be going against them. Uh, when it's not WWE pay-per-views, UFC pretty much has their pay-per-views on Sunday, and they have their ESPN cards that are they're going to go against. So it's some stiff competition. So I don't know what in their analytics, as far as Warner Brothers Discovery, made them say, okay, there's an audience for wrestling on this time slot but it is very interesting and it's going to be an interesting story ongoing what their ratings do
1: predict their first week
0: if they have punk i'm going to say a solid i'm going to, i'm going to give it the dynamite numbers that they've been getting against the uh nba playoffs over the last two weeks i would say between 800 and 850,000 viewers
1: and what rating would that be under a1 one-
0: that's that's under a 1 million but i i think i think that's that's kind of the the safe bet that i think they can get on that first week especially with punk coming back and because they have they're going to deal with competition regardless because um i don't know if the nba playoffs will be over by then by june 17th i think it might be but they 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 have other stuff that they're going to be going up against on a saturday so i'll say anywhere between 800 to 900,000
1: you know, they're going up against the Dairy Queen two-for-one specials that night, too. So, That's tough. so that could hurt them. And the <laughs> McDonald's Chicken McNuggets specials. you got, you got to watch that. I'll so, predict about the same. I will say, <clears throat> first show, I think they might hit close to a million. It's what I'm saying
0: especially with punk with punk if they have punk coming back and coming in for this show it's going to be a benefit to them and you know i'm i don't go back as far as like the the 70s 80s as being a wrestling fan but i do remember like my earliest years as a wrestling fan saturdays was the day for wrestling i remember in the early 90s where you know me i went to my grandmother's house and my grandmother would have on wwf superstars and that would come on at like 11 12 in the you know 11 and in the morning 12 in the afternoon and we would watch that and then my then my grandmother at 605 would turn on tbs he was the one that taught me that there was more than one wrestling show going on because she used to watch wwf in the morning and afternoon and then 605 p.m she would turn on tbs and wcw saturday night would be on so there is probably an audience that misses having that saturday kind of programming weekly for professional wrestling so i wanted to actually. You, we kind of gone over the negative with all the competition that they're going to have on Saturday. What do you think is the biggest positive for AEW having AEW collision on Saturday at this primetime spot?
1: Well, I think after football season, they're in primetime on Saturday night. You can't ask for really, well, I guess you could, but maybe a weeknight might be better, but it's, it's nationwide. Everybody can get it. And if they get their advertising out there and work a story, like WWE has worked this storyline story, if they can work a story and in interest to people, I think they may have something. Now, when is the Wembley show in England?
0: August 27th. Okay.
1: And how many tickets have they sold?
0: Uh, 62,000 paid, and then overall it was like 65,000 at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. And how many will it seat?
0: Uh, right now, I think they're seated for about 80,000. Mm-hmm. 80,000. Because of the staging and everything. A sellout at Wembley is considered 90,000, but you got to consider like staging and everything for the show. So it's going to be like 80,000.
1: Well, they may get there. <laughs> if they're at that spot right now. And I, I think England for WWE has always been hot. I mean, hot, hot. Even for TNA. When I went over there for TNA, we'd go to some of those arenas that's packed, sold out, which actually surprised me. But, and, England is is a great market. Europe is a great market. So I, I enjoyed my times over there. People really, really friendly, and they really enjoyed wrestling and that's why, what I'm enjoying about this is that uh, things are looking good for AEW and they're looking good for WWE. They, they really are.
0: Yeah. Hey, did, yeah, you, this is... did, you,
1: did, you, did you see the bump that Jungle Boy took off that ring I, apron?
0: I, I saw, I saw your, your, your tweet about it went viral.
1: Uh, <laughs> people just, well, they didn't rip me up, but they kind of <laughs> agreed with me.
0: Because, I, I saw it was kind of split. It was kind of yeah, split was, of people that, that agree with it. but on
1: my side Then, you know, some people said, oh, shut up, old man, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but Jungle Boy, that's one way to end your career. Ask, ask Mick Foley. Mick Foley, he even said somewhere in that maze of tweets that I had, they quoted him saying if he had to do it over again, he cut a lot of those spots down. And see, the deal is, Jungle Boy's not that big. I mean, guys like Foley, and Foley even said this, he said, I had a layer of fat protecting the rest of my body, my spine, and my hips. But Jungle Boy doesn't have that. And it only takes one time. The fans will remember it 10 minutes. Jungle Boy, if he gets hurt, he'll remember it the rest of his life. Who's the guy that took the big bump off the ladder? Dante Martin, was that his well,
0: name? Well, where he broke his leg, it was Dante Martin, yeah. Oh,
1: God. And he'll remember that the rest of his life. So, guys, yeah. you couldn't pay me. I mean, if you threw me off the ring like that, you would have to throw me off because I ain't going <laughs> voluntarily. <laughs> I'd be grabbing ropes and legs and, and you know, the, the mats and the referee and everything. But, and, it, and it was a wicked-looking bump he took, too.
0: Yeah, I I I'm under the understanding that I think most of these guys, any bump you take nowadays, it could be the end of your your career. But I do understand where you're where you're coming from from your experience.
1: Yeah, but see, any bump in a rain, you're kind of okay. But concrete doesn't work with you, buddy.
0: Well, they, mean, they got the mats. I mean, the mats is thin, but was still, the, mat
1: were they mats out there?
0: Yeah, it was on the mat. But it
1: still, it's Outside. like this. And he's coming from a distance. So anyway, we will uh, one see final qu- what we will see.
0: One final question in regards to the story that we're starting off with. As far as CM Punk, do you think CM Punk is worth all this drama? And do you think that for Tony <laughs> Khan or CM Punk, should a Steel be a deal breaker?
1: Well, for me, it, he wouldn't be, but I'm not. A, I'm not his friend. Yes. If CM Punk, if he is such a friend and stood up for him, yeah, he's kind of loyal to his friend, which I respect. I do respect that. But I think they'll get it worked out. I, I really do. But if they get it worked out, if he goes with if it's Tony Khan, if he goes and agrees with CM Punk and hires a Steel back, well, that's going to piss off the, the brothers. That may piss off Omega. Now you got, from this side, you got it going from Punk over here now to the brothers. So, it, it's a situation that they don't need to have. And Tony, I'll go back and say that he, he needs to start being a boss. See, boss are... Vince, when Vince said something, that was it. I mean, there was no use arguing about it. There was no use debating it. It was done. The agents, are, nobody else would even talk to you about it because Vince laid the law down. He was the, he was the boss. But now I see in AEW, now these different avenues guys can go to to kind of work their way in. And that's a very nefarious system, Because now you got guys working against each other and it it sows disrespect. And I've heard it was a pretty solid locker room to like the last six months, eight months. And then it kind of fell apart. That's just what I'm hearing. I don't
0: know. This is true. This is true. But we'll probably be talking more about this as the weeks go on. So let's get into WWE SmackDown from earlier tonight. Uh as SmackDown.
1: My favorite show.
0: Your favorite show, Duds. Next to cartoons. Next to cartoons, and it started off with one of your favorite people, the undisputed WWE Universal champion Roman Reigns came out to start the show alongside Solo Sokoa and the wise man Paul Heyman. They were here for their face-to-face showdown with the undisputed WWE tag team mm-hmm. champions Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, I did like this opening segment. Uh, you had, you know, I love the it. uh the two tag teams that will be going at it at night of champions for the undisputed WWE tag team championships. Uh, Roman basically says that it was perfect uh, because he was going to bring Owens and Zayn out after he was acknowledged by the fans. Uh, Reigns demands of Zayn and Owens acknowledge him. And after that, Reigns said that they could uh, drop off their titles and see their way out. (laughs) Owens wants nothing to do with this. That was
1: a great line.
0: He wants nothing to do with this. He throws his mic down. He wants to fight right now. Uh Sammy has to stop Kevin and uh Roman has to stop Solo from getting into it and rain settles the situation down and turns his attention to Sami Zayn and he says that he only had one regret throughout his career and that was wasting his life on Sami Zayn. Zayn responds by saying he only the only regret that he has is that he didn't blast Roman Reigns with that chair sooner. Zayn says that Rain- Reigns' greed has led them to this moment and Zayn says that Reigns has received everything he's wanted in life but at Night of Champions he isn't going to get the tag team titles even though that's what Reigns wants he says that Reigns is just isn't as good as Zayn and Owens and he's even not as good as the Usos which really you can tell got underneath Roman yeah. Reigns' skin but before he can like say his response Jimmy and Jay Uso come out through the crowd. They attack Zane and Owens on the outside on the floor.
1: That was a a great visual too.
0: Yeah. Because Sammy
1: didn't see it at first, but uh, Kevin did. And Kevin was moving. So that actually, that looked pretty real.
0: It look it looked like they caught him off guard it was a nice yeah. how they how they shot that and then the usos are happy they're celebrating but roman reigns is not he stops the celebration he says this is his ring he had a plan and he throws a fit but before he leaves he turns around in anger and he accidentally bumps into mm-hmm. solo sokoa and he basically even he's like all right Relax. Like, he didn't even want to upset Solo. And then he walks to the back. And then when we come back from break, the Usos are were pleading their case with Reigns in his locker room. And Reigns asks him why they ran random stuff out there. He says he's the point guard. He's the reason why they have stayed on top. And not just been on top, but stayed on top. And Reigns screams that he had something to say to Zayn for that man wasting his time. But he wasn't able to say it because the Usos interfered. And he kicks the Usos out from his room. So overall, before we get into like the main event and the rest of the segments with the Bloodline, what did you think about this opening segment uh, with the promo and then the the post with uh, in the locker room with the Bloodline?
1: See, they're telling so many stories within the story. You gotta watch Heyman and you gotta watch Solo because yeah. they're all looking back and forth, and and that makes your mind saying, okay. Now you're putting different scenarios in place. This could happen, this could happen, this could happen, that or what's this guy. And I really like that the way they're telling the story. They're telling a story without saying any words, they're just story, telling a story through imagery. And so, and then when you start thinking, uh, a lot of things could happen. And this is wide, wide open. I think here to have a great pay-per-view audience when they go to Saudi Arabia cuz I think a lot of people want to see this match. <clears throat> see last week we had a we had a surprise not where the Usos weren't going against Sami and Kevin. It was going to be Roman and Solo. That caught everybody. That caught me off guard. Yeah. Now all they got to do is change one dynamic. And the whole vision of it changes. And it changes in a good way. Because this, they've been running this for a year almost, correct? And well, more than gotta, a year.
0: This, this started three years ago, really. The whole bloodline story.
1: Well, but now the interest is at a high level. And they're keeping it there. So I really, I'd have to give this first segment a nine and a half. I don't think they could have made it any better. I really don't.
0: I I I enjoyed this. This this was uh ever since Roman Reigns has came back, the bloodline story actually feels interesting again. I will say the only downside to all of this is that Nothing else on the show really mattered outside of it. But I I got to give it up for the ability to make this story interesting again. After we went through, you know, four or five weeks where it was dying down, it's now getting back up. It, it doesn't feel like it's at the same level it was going into WrestleMania, yep. but it's getting back up to that yeah. level again.
1: But see, sometimes you only need that one hot angle to carry everybody else. Yeah. Now... The beauty to that is when you have people watching that bloodline angle, now they're going to watch this other stuff. They're going to see the girls. They're going to see this. They're going to see that. So now once you've got eyeballs on the product, very easy to get uh, interest on, on other angles between guys. So they're still, I think, and I agree with you, they, they don't have the interest that they had before WrestleMania, but now it's building again. Remember my old saying, you got 51 more weeks in the year to get this going. And they're following my form. They're following my my blueprint.
0: I didn't write it. And- and when business is thriving, you could take your time with these things. I know there's a lot of people who's been down and thought that Cody Rhodes should have won. But the reason why they kept the title on Roman Reigns, why this story is going, is because WWE, business-wise, they're, they're it's, it's it hasn't affected them at all. Like We're Blacklash right. did big numbers. They're doing consistent numbers in the ratings. So it did not matter that they didn't give the fans what they wanted that night.
1: Well, they didn't give it all away. Yeah, they don't have to start over. Now, see, they didn't start over with Roman Reigns and, uh, I mean, with the, with the bloodline and against Sammy and Kevin. They started over there. See how he dropped that interest? Because the good guys won. That's what they come to see. They want to see their favorites win. But Roman didn't really go down that much because he kept his title. Now, one thing, they're going to Saudi Arabia. What is the title they're going for? I mean... uh,
0: The Undisputed WWE Tag Team Titles.
1: No, no, no. The the single match. I don't mean to get off this. That's what I get get confused about. It's AJ Styles versus Seth.
0: For the uh, World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. That confuses me. Continue. Yes
0: yes i agree uh so you can continue on with the bloodline before the main event which was the usos versus lwo we had backstage the usos getting ready when paul Heyman came up to them he said that roman reigns (laughs) forgave them he's great he's always he
1: was he was he he was
0: was great in the locker room while roman is yelling he's like (laughs) He's like all scared and flinching in the back. And now he goes up to the Usos. He says, Roman, he was like, I fixed it. He was like, Roman forgave you. He says the, uh, the Usos ask Heyman, if Roman's going to be out there to support them during the match. And uh, Heyman says that Reigns wouldn't be out there because he's preparing for the matchup at night of champions. He says that the Usos are only facing the LWO. So it should be an easy win. And he says, he doesn't want that to be a prediction. He wants that to be a spoiler, so make sure that you get the job done. The Usos say yeet, and, and Heyman grabs his phone as they walk away, and then that leads into the main event matchup, which I thought was a worthy main event. There was a lot of like really good action, fun action that really got the crowd into it, and it was once again, the story being told is the Usos disappointing Roman Reigns, because their attack from earlier tonight, that wasn't Roman Reigns' plan, came back, to haunt them as they seem like they were about to put the LWO away they're going for the double Uso splash when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out Owens distracts the referee Zayn pushes Jimmy off the top rope this leads to Rey Mysterio hitting the 619 on him and then uh, Santos Escobar hitting a splash off the top rope and hell might have frozen over Dutch the LWO got a win on TV and a, and a, a great win because it's over the Usos. I felt like this This was a really good, definitely the match of the night, LWO and the Usos just worked really well with t- together. I like the combination of Santos and Ray playing uh, playing off of each other very well. And Zayn and Owens costing the Usos protects them, but it pisses off Roman Reigns and we see him uh, disappointed. He even stops Solo Sokoa, who looks like he's about to go out there and destroy people. He tells him to stop, sit there, and that's how we end the show. So what did you think about the main event and what went down with the bloodline at the end of the night?
1: I thought that bloodline angle all through was very good. And their loss tonight doesn't detract from them at all. Yeah. Because it was camouflaged with uh, Sammy and Kevin coming in and they get a win. They needed a win and and they got it. Uh, They did a lot of great false finishes I mean those were really really well done. So and I don't know who puts those matches together. I think they do. I mean they sh- I mean I don't think an agent could put all those matches together. I mean they know what they can do so and I, I thought it was good. Very 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 good and at the end uh they had uh Roman sitting there and what was he saying? My sound was messed up. What was he saying? I, no,
0: it wasn't your sound messed up. It was their sound because it was completely inaudible. You mm-hmm. could not hear what he said over like the crowd noise, over Michael Cole talking on commentary. I hope that they when they like upload it to their social media, you can hear it better because it was not properly sound at
1: all. Well, maybe he wasn't supposed to he he just gotta be he could just be rambling. Yeah. Because I think it was really important they would have they would have saw that or they would have seen they have a problem before they go out there. But it advances the whole story. Nothing really changes. Now they just got another stepping stone uh and telling the story and a very good one tonight.
0: Yeah, this was very well done. Uh LWO getting a win. Thank you, WWE. I've been asking for that for weeks on this show. So I appreciate them getting the win here. And it's a good win over uh, the Usos. Maybe we could see more of that because that was a really good matchup. So I would love to see them run that back again. But... That wasn't the only tag team action we had on the show dutch to open the show we had pretty deadly elton prince and kit wilson making their debut on the main roster against butch and ridge holland of the brawling brutes i thought this match was just kind of fine I don't think the Pretty Deadly connected with the crowd. I think these guys have a lot of charisma, but this wasn't the crowd for them to get over with. I didn't think they really connected very well with them. (laughs) The match was fine. I thought Butch and Ridge Holland were really good in this matchup, especially Butch when he was on offense, and uh, the Pretty Deadly got the win with spilt milk as the referee was distracted with uh, Ridge Holland and they hit it on Butch for the victory, and uh, Kitwood. Williams, uh, Kit Wilson, was kind of tied up in the ropes and had to act like he was still tied up in the ropes after hitting spilled milk on yeah. Butch.
1: Well, that was a good move. Yeah. Hey, I, I, my jury is out on this team. What is it, pretty deadly? Yeah. My jury is out on those guys because uh, I think they could be too cute for their own good. Did they get over in NXT?
0: Yeah, they did. They did. They got over, they got over in NXT, they got over in NXT UK. They actually hit their finisher on Ridge Holland, not Butch. But yeah, I, I just don't think they, they connected very well with this crowd. I think they're more of a team that's gonna it's gonna take some time for them to actually get over with the crowds on the main roster.
1: We could always team them up with maximum male models. They could,
0: they could, I, I they don't run. know. I don't they know. know. They so would be they dead in the, the water. Together. Huh? <laughs> they would be dead in the water. Any the, Anybody <laughs> who's associated with maximum male models, they're just <laughs> dead in the water. To
1: the yeah, face. I agree with you. This match lacks something. I think the people, the fans are trying. They want to dislike this team. They want to get with it. But I think, like I said, they're a little too cute for their good right now. And they're, I mean, they're not really big guys. They're they're kind of tall, aren't they? Yeah. And but they don't have they don't have the big bodies and all this. So, and they really don't look like wrestlers, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and one of them one of them was a male model for a, a woman's magazine. They said, is that what they said?
0: Yeah, they said he was like the spokesperson for a uh, dating app. They said that during the com- on commentary.
1: So he is the the mascot for a dating app.
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh, that so. make me quit okay. dating if
1: I, saw. <laughs> uh, if I was dating, I'd quit. I'd I'd quit right then. But anyway, <laughs> but okay, the jury uh, in my jury, it's out on de- deadly, pretty deadly, pretty damn, <laughs> pretty <not> dead, <laughs> pretty unemployed before long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong for that. Um, next week, had a nice little, a beautiful actual video package, a tribute video to superstar Billy Graham, who passed away earlier this week. Dutch, I want to give you an opportunity. Any words for superstar Billy Graham? And what's your, like, greatest memories of one of the kind of the iconic names of the early days in professional wrestling?
1: I think I met uh, Billy. I was in... Uh... I think I was in Florida, and I think he came in for a short run, maybe two months, maybe, because he probably had two months off. And I remember riding with him one night to Savannah, which is a long way from Atlanta. It's about a four-hour trip. And I just sat in the back, and I picked up knowledge from listening to him. Nice guy. I think Ivan Koloff was with us. And him and I've been were talking about and going back to Vince. They say Vince, but Vince Senior, and doing this angle between themselves and and the way they talked about hell. I kind of got excited about it just hearing about it. And uh, but I read up on Billy, and I wasn't a close friend. And he that was the only time I ever met him was when I was in Florida. It's the only time. But I did some reading up on him. And uh, I think he was I forgot where he was from, but he started in Arizona, I think, went to L.A., then to Minneapolis. Then I think he went to uh, WWWF. And he is the instigator of the you know, he took a little bit of the Muhammad Ali, yeah. uh, the interview, and of course, he influenced Hulk and Austin Idol and all those big and Jesse Ventura. And all those big muscle guys, he he kinda was a model for them. And he drew a lot of money. Could he work? No, he couldn't work. You know what drew money? It was it was the character. The yeah. character was bigger than life. So he really didn't have to wrestle. He would just go in there and bang people around. And especially after he beat Bruno. I don't think I don't know how many people are I uh, uh, really know how over Bruno Sammartino was in the New York City and surrounding area. He was like a god. And I've never even, and I've met him one time because he was out of my territory. He was out of my region. I, I never met him met him personally one time, but at a signing. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I've had guys tell me when Bruno was in, um, Kevin Sullivan, Kevin, Kevin Sullivan told me, he says, like in Boston and New York and Philadelphia and Baltimore and those big towns. He says, when Bruno was on the card, it'd be a sellout. And he told me, he says, you can't, the, the electricity is so strong you can feel it. He's at very electric crowds. And he got to talking one day and hell, I got excited. I wasn't even there. But he says, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to feel it. Now I felt it, uh, an electric crowd like that when I was in Puerto Rico. So that's what he was talking about. But Bruno was over. And when Billy Graham beat Bruno, you know, that stamped him right there. So he ended up, what, what year did he go into hall of fame?
0: Uh, I think it was pretty, pretty. He's one of the, like the, one of the early, uh, hall of fames that he went into. I'll double check right here for you. Uh, But yeah, this is superstar Billy Graham. He's just so influential. Like when you think about all the great wrestlers that he inspired and his character work, you know, the muscles, the blonde hair, and, you know, to be someone who kind of influenced someone like Hulk Hogan, who's so kind of integral to uh, professional wrestling history. I I think that uh, people can't even really fathom how important uh, Billy Graham is to professional wrestling in general.
1: Oh, well, he is, he's truly a superstar. So he lives up to his name and it's very sad that, that he passed away. He was how, how much, 79
0: Yes, he was 79, and he went into the class of 2004, the class of 2004. I was all going to family.
1: say 2002. No, no, really, I was going to say 2004, because I'm, I'm an historian, you know. <laughs> I know all these dates and stuff. Hell, I don't even know what date it is. To... <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm very sorry. My condolences to the family, my condolences to his wife, and my condolences to all the superstar Billy Graham fans out there.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yes, our condolences to Billy Graham's family. Also, condolences and rest in peace to, uh, you know, football player, legendary football player Jim Brown also passed away yep. this week. So, uh, you know, send our condolences to the family of Jim Brown, family of Billy Graham as well. But let's can get I, back. Can
1: I say one thing about Jim Brown? Good. I'm a huge fan of Jim Brown. So I'm watching him. And I was a, kind of a kid when he played, you could, so, so you can imagine how long ago this was. He never looked like he was running. He looked like, I mean, he's, he's, I guess he's tall. He got that long stride. But he never looked like he was going fast, but he was. And when guys would hit him, it'd take more than one guy to bring him down. And a very, very impressive, impressive guy. I always liked him.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. There, so sad week as far as football and bask and uh, wrestling fans. Uh, when it comes to those two passings, but we're here to kind of bring your spirits up, and we'll talk more about SmackDown here as uh, next on SmackDown. You had Oscar going one on one with Selena Vega. I was I was looking listening closely, Dutch, to the fans, and those fans were cheering Oscar like she didn't even turn heel last week, and I'm sorry. This was one of the more ridiculous things I've heard commentary said, and I know they <laughs> said that that Asuka was the one that said it, but the uh, <laughs> experimental uh, mist, the spicy yeah. pepper, spicy, uh, chili pepper mist, I was like, that is one yeah. of the most ridiculous things they, I've heard them say. She changed
1: her recipe for uh, Bianca. Wait a minute, like the old stuff she had wasn't good enough. So I'm going to go there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it. But let me say one thing. I'm not a big Selena Vega fan. I am. But her wrestling left a lot to be desired. But tonight, tonight, her and Asuka, they had a hell of a match. They really I thought it was it. solid. No, I thought it was very, very good. And they are building on her reception in Puerto Rico. Yeah. because I think that really did move uh, Selena. I think it did it, it emotionally. It moved her. She was crying real tears in the ring. Yeah. So, and and one thing about Puerto Rican fans, I know it's called now, but if you're Puerto Rican and you are a, a success anywhere else, they love you to death. Look at Bad Bunny, he's a yeah. hero there. She's a hero there. Savio Vega. Hero there, so Carlito,
0: same thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: they're, They're all heroes, and they love those guys. They love them. They're very loyal, very loyal fans.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, she did. She was well here. I thought it was a solid matchup. Uh, Asuka gets the win in about six minutes with the new Asuka lock. After the match, Bianca Belair comes out after Asuka keeps on the submission after the bell and she runs out to uh, make Asuka break the hold. She gets out of the ring. She grabs at Asuka when she's out of the ring and Asuka looks like she's about to spray her with the miss once again, but Bianca avoids it from hitting her eyes. It's a little bit on her face, but I guess that didn't burn as much as in the eyes.
1: No, no, no. Because yeah. she probably put on this lotion. <laughs> Back in, it's so, in oh, it's,
0: so it's so stupid. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. They, but, they, you know, they, they could have done about, a million other things to turn Oscar heel. It just doesn't. Oh man, this was not a good week two, in my opinion, for the yeah. Oscar turn.
1: Asuka she smiles too much. She has a nice smile, so it's hard to dislike someone who smiles. And that's like saying, "Hey, I'm smiling at you. You know, I want you to hate me. How can you do that? I mean, you're going against natural instinct. If you see somebody and they're snarling at you, or it's kind of easy to dislike them. But Oscar, she's a good-looking girl, and she's smiling, and this, so there's really nothing to. Nothing to dislike. And in Puerto Rico, she was a she was a baby face.
0: Well, no, that was that was EO Sky. E, that, that's what that's okay. another reason that's another reason why all of this doesn't make sense because Bianca got that response where the fans really turned on her and cheered for EO Sky so she's not I wouldn't say she's the strongest babyface at that point you would have to do more to establish her as a strong baby face for this Oscar turn to work effectively you can't make that the first segment after Bianca got booed in Puerto Rico she's not the the best hero he, the best baby face to make an Oscar turn stick. And that's why the fans are still cheering Oscar.
1: Well, I'm glad you straightened that out for me. Hey, I didn't even know. I, I had them confused. So, <laughs> but anyway, we'll just skip past that. Like, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. Anyway,
0: like, you knew, you knew, you were just, you got yeah, them, you got them all. Around, you full, You swerved them.
1: I bet the guys gonna say, What the hell the Dutch on? This he needs he needs to get off those drugs. <laughs> uh.
0: Next, we had the <laughs> Grayson Waller effect, Dutch. Uh, this was Grayson Waller's kind of first debut in front of the fans uh, since coming up from NXT. And he got the big introduction. He acknowledges his past in history with AJ Styles. He calls, he brings AJ Styles out and he calls him a first ballot Hall of Famer and then asks his Styles what winning the World Heavyweight Championship would mean to him. Yeah. Styles recalls the fact that he's Came off a recent injury which put him on the show longer than he's ever been in his career. And he's been training harder than ever for his comeback Styles says he wants the world heavyweight championship more than air to breathe. And styles talks about it uh, Seth Rollins being on a movie set. Seth Rollins recently got photographed on the captain America new world order set. That's going to be dropping next year. And Waller uh, predicts that Seth Rollins will win the world heavyweight championship and, And uh, AJ Styles stands up and they just stare down with each other to end the segment. I was just very much confused by all of this. Like, I understand if they didn't want to uh, have AJ beat up Grayson Waller on his main debut on the main roster. But just for AJ to kind of just stand there after Grayson Waller kind of insulted him and said he was going to lose... I don't think that really put over AJ Styles as a strong contender to win that night of champions. Well,
1: I don't think AJ's winning it now.
0: I I, I didn't think he was winning from from jump, but this did not help it.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I think this kind of clarifies that he'll be winning it, and Seth won't. Now, since Waller and AJ have had this dialogue, now he has somewhere to go. So. I don't know if this was the best way to introduce Waller. I think they're speeding it up. Now, I kind of feel that I I, I believe that WWE is putting too much into people watching a NXT. And I don't know how many people are watching them, like 600,000, 500,000. But I think they're actually kind of thinking that everybody knows these guys already, but they don't. They're going to have to start from zero, and they're going to have to go up in this system and see where they go. But this didn't do a lot for me either. It, other, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't start fighting at the end of it because that's kind sure. of useless. I, that would be kind of useless in my opinion.
0: Yeah, we should also bring up what Stephen Chambers is saying here. Later on in the night, we would see Karrion Kross, uh, who had a tarot card, saying that he wants to give out justice, and justice will be served to Allen. And it was a terror card that had AJ Styles on it, and that sets up a match for next week. I'm just sorry. You have him feuding, you had him in a segment with an NXT call-up where he didn't, you know, get any, you know, he didn't fight him or anything. And that NXT call-up got the final word against your World Heavyweight Championship contender. And then you had Karrion Cross, who's just coming off a loss to Shinsuke Nakamura in his last feud. And now he, he's calling him out. They have Kind of defined AJ Styles down and kind of confirmed to me he's not winning at Night of Champions.
1: So you don't think he'll beat Seth?
0: I don't think he has a chance. Really? I don't. I don't think they did any. I didn't think they did him any favors. I coming into this show, I didn't think he had a chance to beat Seth Rollins. Now I think he has a negative negative fifty percent chance. I thought it was zero percent. Now it's at negative fifty. After this show. Negative 50.
1: <laughs> well, damn. I was kind of going the other way. I no, because Seth is doing the movie. And. I mean, he's will well, Seth is. It,
0: well, Seth has, is on the show that has the world title. That's the first thing. The second thing is that AJ Styles set up two programs with SmackDown guys on this show. So he's not going anywhere because if he wins, he has to go to raw. And they've done they've done more to establish that he has multiple things going on on hey, SmackDown. So
1: hey, just write me out of that. I, I can't <laughs> decide. I swear to God, I think the World War II, you know the the codes they send each other is easier. The Japanese codes were easier to define or decipher than this stuff I, I saw tonight. So just count me out. <laughs> I don't know. So, but. <laughs> They're not going to telegraph it because you don't know you don't know what to telegraph. I'm confused. I really am, and I'm confused they, about the world title. Don't we have two yeah. already?
0: Yes, we do. And this, is this is a third
1: one. We're going to have another one. This is a
0: third one. Yeah, they have a third one now. <laughs> what
1: is it? A participation trophy now? Yep. Have yep. we got to that point? Oh, I was there and I, I wrestled and
0: I call it the "You Can't Beat Roman" title.
1: Well, he is over, so... (laughs)
0: is what it is uh next we had an interesting tag team matchup as the street profits went against la knight and his hand-picked tag team partner rick boogs i felt like i missed a segment from last week because this should have been set up by something on television last week but uh la knight says that he's going after the tag team title so he can win a tag team match with just about anyone so he picks rick Boogs here uh the crowd you know responded to la knight and you know responded to his promo even responded to him doing the la night and they screamed yeah but you know rick boogs was kind of like the spotlighted of the two of them his strength and everything but in the end he loses after the street profits hit the sky high and then the frog splash for the victory and then after the match rick boogs um is is helped up by la night and he drops him with bft to show that he's still a heel so what did you think about all of this it only went four minutes minutes but it seems to establish LA Knight versus Rick Boogs isn't
1: that uh, well I think Boogs will do do the honors for a couple of weeks they may are they in Saudi Arabia or no
0: uh do they're you, in Saudi Arabia on Saturday. This next week's SmackDown is taped tonight.
1: Well Boogs I never was a big fan of his anyway <laughs> I think LA Knight has a, about a hundred percent bigger upside than Rick Boogs could ever hope to have and but I didn't really enjoy the segment. It was there eh, but like not there. It, it, it didn't mean anything to me. so I think that, right. I think uh, LA Knight will have to use this to springboard from it, and I think Boogs would do the honors for him for the next week or two and we'll go from there and then see where we are.
0: They had a quick segment with uh, Cameron Grimes. He was interviewed by Megan Morant. He talks about his victory last week, and he's like, he's cutting the all shucks. Yeah, I got the win in six seconds, and I'm going straight to the top. Well, of course, no, I'm going straight to the moon. What is that? That's his catchphrase, but it just seems so corny because he's not playing. He's not playing the same character that got that catchphrase over.
1: Yeah. Corny. It wasn't that good. Now that'd be an improvement if it was just corny. That was that was terrible. It it really was. Now the guy can do better than that. I gotta put this on the writer, whoever wrote this crap. But I don't know why Cameron didn't say, "Man, you think my, we might need to put something to this or something?" Because it needed something, and she just looked at him, and he looked at her, and. I thought somebody was going to come in. I thought Cor- Corbin might come. Corbin.
0: In. Yeah.
1: But nothing. He would it was flatter than a pancake when he left. <laughs> I was embarrassed for him, really. <laughs> I would be too. I swear that was to God, awful camera. I'd say ladies and gentlemen, that's what they wrote down for me. That's what I said. I'm gone and out. <laughs>
0: They, they, I was like they put him over so well last week and then they had him talk with this all shucks character.
1: I don't think not good. Gonna, I don't think that's gonna get it.
0: No. I it's don't. not. They you need to I, fix that. You know
1: what I call that? Regional racism. That's what I call it. Because the southern people are supposed to be dumb and stupid, oh shucks, this, that, and the other. But and southern people, rightfully so. They take offense at that. Yeah. And I don't blame them. But it is what it is. Maybe maybe they can get it over, maybe they can't. I don't know. This is another one. Now, last week I was, you know, I was on the Cameron train. This week eh, I'm back down to about Midway.
0: I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But this we had is a, cool- a
1: this is a riders issue, not not they he just did what they They want him to do so,
0: yeah. I don't know why they're having him play this character when he has so much charisma, it just doesn't make too much sense. He's
1: very good in the ring, too.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, next, they had a quick squash match where Alba Fire and Isla Dawn defeated Valentina Feroz and Ulysses Leon. Uh, they hit their nice little finisher, which is like a gory bomb mixed with the uh downward spiral. It was impressive. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire got the win, but it really, uh, you know, segued into an announcement by Michael Cole. Uh, last week, Liv Morgan was injured in the Women's Tag Team Championship matchup, and it was announced that she will be out for a considerable amount of time. So, Liv and Raquel Rodriguez have relinquished the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and then there will now be a fatal four way. Okay, this is the point where I was just like, mm. What the hell are we doing? Because this fatal four way will be on the May 29th edition of Monday Night Raw Dutch, and it's going to be Raquel Rodriguez and a mystery partner versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. That's fine versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's fine, but on Monday Night Raw. We're going to have Smackdown's Damage Control, Bailey and IO Sky, they literally have totally killed this brand split dead in record amount of time. We had Smackdown guys going for the World Heavyweight Championship. We got the Smackdown Women's Champion on Monday Night Raw. We got the Raw Women's Champion on Friday Night Smackdown. And now we have a Smackdown team going for the Women's Tag Team Titles on Monday Night Raw. It makes no freaking sense. Don't they shouldn't have done the draft. We've been saying this for weeks. Why did they do the draft if they just gonna ruin it in record amount of time?
1: You need to you need to take your pill
0: and calm down. <sighs> I mean, so stupid. It's so stupid.
1: <laughs> but guess what? You just gotta work, you just gotta go through like an eight-minute match, and then that'll be all behind you. See? That's the good point. Okay, who do you want to win the Fatal 4-Way?
0: Uh, Rhonda, Rhonda and Sheena.
1: No. Who? I'm, I want Sonia DeVille. And uh, what uh, Chelsea Green? Green. Yeah. Uh, I want them to win. I think that's they're fair. a great team. They got personality. Chelsea Green's hilarious. And that's what they need. They need a crazy woman. And she fits the role. You ever met her?
0: No, I haven't even met Chelsea.
1: Her. Oh, she's a great girl. I had her in TNA. She's a great girl, and uh, and she don't mind doing it. You know, she was only, she wasn't even a wrestling fan. I don't think growing up, she saw it, kind of liked it in college, wanted to try it, and I think she just, she like had a year, and I think she trained for six months and got into it. She's a great athlete too. But I think Chelsea Green and DeVille, they would do well with it, my opinion.
0: And Safet, it's not about the women's tag team titles being defended on both shows. It's about the team that was drafted to SmackDown should not be on Monday Night Raw. It doesn't matter if it's for the women's tag team titles or not. Let them win the tag team titles first, then they can be on both shows. But don't draft them to one show and then put them on the other show within two weeks. It's been two weeks since since the draft. What are we doing? Wait a second.
1: I'm going to write this down. <laughs> I'm going to write Vince a letter. Vince, you stupid... S- then I'll, I'll list the reasons. And then I'll give, him, I'll give him your number so he can call you.
0: There you go. There you go. That's what, what, this what I'm, I'm here for. Do,
1: what if I did do that and he called you? What would you say? I would,
0: I would, I would, I would answer the phone call. I would answer the call.
1: What if he, um, said he wanted you to come be on Creative? What would you do?
0: I would, I would be on the Creative. I, I think they need me. They need me to just be like, this is hey, dumb. We need, Let's yeah, find something else. We
1: need everybody do. listening to all uh, text or, you know, send an email message to WWE and we all need to promote Sid here. for I'm here. I'm here yes, for you're it. You're there. I'll,
0: I'll be, I'll be and, there. I'll be there. Got
1: help, and you could help them. I'm, 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 you on, I'm on your boat, man. Cool.
0: I appreciate it I appreciate the, the stamp of approval from Dutch Mantel <laughs> um, following this Le, uh, Raquel cut a promo where she said that um, she's you know disappointed that uh, Liv is hurt and she can't replace her but she has to come up with a partner and then she's interrupted by Bailey and Io Sky Bailey informs us that Dakota Kai was also injured in last week's matchup but she says next week she's her and Io are challenging Raquel to find a partner and Face them next week on the show So we will find out who Raquel's Partner in the Fatal 4-Way will be Next week
1: They were a lot of looks between Bailey and What's the girl's name
0: And EO, EO was just yeah, like Why, why are you putting for- me in a match yeah, yeah, why are you putting me in a match
1: So we'll see
0: They're, they're slow the more burning
1: you that you talked about this Sid, the more I'm hating this show I kind of liked it. <laughs> then I got to listen to you. Now I said, "Well,
0: this show sucks, Kind of. No, 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 no. I will say. I will say there was stuff about this show I really liked. The bloodline stuff. Most, of, mostly the bloodline stuff. The bloodline. It, it, it's like you said. Rising tide lifts all ships. Uh, but you then you had. Did I say uh,
1: that? Awesome... Yes. I, I did say. I remember saying. I remember writing it one time. A rising tide <laughs> lifts all ships. I did. I did say that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: We got Austin Theory. He comes out and he's talking. He says everyone knows who he is. He says that last week he was ganged up on by Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. He says uh, uh, Lashley has a weird obsession with him, but he didn't understand why Sheamus had a problem with him. Theory says that he has things in common with Sheamus, like the fact that they both beat John Cena. And naturally, this brings out Sheamus. He comes out. He looks like he's about to grab a microphone, but he instantly Hits the bro kick on theory And he drops the mic And I was like okay this is great This is a great United States uh, Title program and then they announced That the United States championship Matchup is happening next week I was like you, you didn't want to build To this maybe a little bit <laughs> Just a little Well that
1: did it <laughs> <laughs> You've analyzed it so so thoroughly I'm just, I hate this friggin show I kind of started out kind of saying you know the, the first one I give a 9.5 hell this show down now is below 4 uh, I, now, now I, just, I'm, I I'm, I'm, seriously said I'm depressed oh god oh my god I wish Rick was here to cheer me up or something I need, some. I, need, Rick, I, need, Rick, I, need I need a I need a bud light or something just give me something
0: I think we always need Rick because he's a little bit more positive than me i if I if <laughs> something doesn't make sense to me i I will well,
1: I, I started <laughs> off positive and I, I got to listen more yeah, you're right you're right what the hell uh Let's wrap this thing up before
0: I shoot myself. Well, we got a super chat donation from Rollin Curtis. Thank you so much, Roland. We always appreciate the support and how much you always support us here on Smack talk. He says when Roman began missing weekly shows, it was compared to Hogan's schedule. And, but I disagreed. Roman is even less visible. Now there are talks of Roman missing even more time. Will this hurt the WWE? well, I don't know if it's I don't think it's going to hurt the WWE, especially with the fact that Roman is scheduled for the next couple of big shows after Night of Champions. He's currently scheduled for Money in the Bank in London. He's currently scheduled for uh, the SummerSlam show. So that that's the three big shows that are coming up. As long as he's there for that, if he misses a couple of weeks in between, it won't really matter as long as he's here for the major shows. I
1: agree. Hey, he was missing and they did great. See, because now instead of, you run the, uh, you kind of hurt yourself when he's on every show and not doing anything. Tonight he did something. He advanced the storyline. So when he's there, something moves. So you would train viewers that when Roman's there, something's going to happen. But if he's there every show, He's almost like a a part of the woodwork, and you get used to him. But I like the I like what they've been doing, Roman. Now, see that was positive. See there? Yes.
0: See, See, I was I was positive. I I was positive too. I've
1: I've cheered myself up just a little bit, not much, (laughs) but I'm trying. Uh, Oh,
0: I would just real quickly run down the major notes from tonight's uh, rampage. Only things you got to matter is that Rampage was actually watchable this week because they actually accomplished some stuff as far as for double or nothing. They, uh, booked uh, Taya Valkyrie will face Jade Cargo for the TBS Championship at double or nothing. This came after Jade Cargo got two back to back victories in the TBS Championship Open Challenge. And then her third challenger was about to come out. And then Taya Valkyrie returned. And she finally hit the road to Valhalla on Jade. And then, uh, basically challenged her for the TBS championship. You had a really good opener with the Blackpool Combat Club beating Best Amigos, Bandito, and the Best Friends uh, in a really good trios matchup to open the show, them getting momentum, heading into anarchy in the arena. They also set up Chris Jericho going one-on-one with Adam Cole for the, in an unsanctioned match at Double or Nothing. Chris Jericho was pissed off with Adam Cole costing him the match on Dynamite and made the challenge.
1: Let me ask you something. Yeah. What was that thing I think they did last week with Cole and Jericho out in the courtyard?
0: Yeah, basically that was on Dynamite this week where it was a false count anywhere matchup between roger Strong and Chris Jericho. If there was anything from Dynamite you would like, Dutch, it would be that because it was very reminiscent to I don't know if you remember Chris Benoit versus Kevin Sullivan back in WCW in like 1996 where they were fighting through the corridor and all the fans were behind them, but they fought to the outside because the stipulation was that Adam Cole was banned from the building, so Roderick Strong led him outside of the building where adam cole was waiting and he attacked chris jericho which led to roger strong getting the win
1: oh very smart see I, i like that
0: and then adam cole was outside during rampage and chris jericho challenged him to the unsanctioned match at double or nothing and he ripped up the agreement that said that cole was banned from the building so cole came in they got into a pull-apart brawl but you know building up hype for their unsanctioned match coming up at double or nothing you also had the hardys and isaiah cassidy they challenged the guns and ethan page to a six-man tag at double or nothing this led to ethan page and the guns attacking Hardy's and brother zay and they actually pilmanized brother zay's neck they put his head in a chair and they stomped down on the chair so we don't know who the Hardys are going to team with now at double or nothing so that was a pretty cool spot and then the main event uh, saw dustin rhodes beat bishop khan uh dustin got busted open because he crashed into a camera on the outside uh it was in texas so it was good to have dustin in the main event and he got he got the win with the final reckoning and then after the match the mogul embassy jumped dustin rhodes keith lee came out for the save but the numbers got the better of him brian cage hit a big f5 on keith lee which looked amazing because keith Lee is huge and then uh swerve hit the swerve stomp on Keith Lee while he was sitting in a steel chair. So still building up that rivalry between Swerve and Keith Lee, but overall really good rampage today. Good. See, see, perfect. Put it up in a bow. That was like yeah, three minutes. That's all you needed.
1: Oh, I'm, I feel good now. I feel a lot. <laughs> See, see, it's very easy to get me out of a bad mood. You give me some good news. No, I kind of liked it. So.
0: Alrighty. Oh, so Dutch, Please let the people know where they can follow you on social media, what you got going on, story time with Dutch Mantell, and everything else you got going on.
1: Uh, story time on, uh, with Dutch Mantell on YouTube, story time with, with Dutch or with Dutch Mantel. I've done 52 episodes so far. I don't think I've see those episodes slip up on you. I didn't think I'd done a year, but I have. And if anybody wants to talk about wrestling or old-time wrestling or how it used to be or where it's going. You know, they can send me questions, and I answer them. You can follow me on Twitter at dirty D Mantel with two L's. And that's where I cuss people out, and I send them to Block Mountain all the time. <clears throat> My Block Mountain is like a metropolitan area now. I got like 10,000 10, people living there that I blocked them all to the mountain. And on Instagram, I think it's dirty Dutchman One. I really need to make a concerted effort to get those all under one name. But I'm just too damn lazy. So <laughs> if you can find me, you got me. And if you can find me, I usually talk to you.
0: Well, Dutch, we appreciate you here on Smack Talk more thing, always. If you want to
1: send me an email, Dirty Dutch Mantel with two L's at Gmail.
0: There you go. There you go. That's everything you need to follow. Dutchman tells, got you guys. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. I'll be live over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow at eleven oh five a.m. Eastern Time with the True Hill Heat Flash It Podcast. It'll be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and our special guest from the PW Torch, Zach. Hey Dorn, as well as from FIFO, Scott Edwards, and from Love Wrestling, we got Pluggo joining us as well. So, talking about different things in wrestling, including the CM Punk AEW A Steel drama. We'll be going more in depth about that tomorrow, live on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So, join us for that. But thank you to Dutch, thank you to all of y'all joining us in the chat. This has been Smack Talk on Wrestle Sports Keta. We will see you next Friday.
1: The people.
0: people.